Yeah, good morning to you. It's uh, the papers, Monday the 6th of November 2023. I'm Richie Allen. Hope you're well. Hope you had a lovely weekend and you're looking forward to the week. You're going at the week. You're ready for it. And you're going to attack it with a gusto. Good for you. That's how I feel this morning. Maybe I'm not fooling anybody. The Papers is a relatively new podcast. Take a look through the UK's daily newspapers, starting with the front page of those papers. Uh, the front pages, even. Let's start with The Sun. The headline screams, show some respect. Fury over marches. Yes, this is about the, the, the situation in Gaza and its impact here in the UK. Many of the papers going with this today. The Sun's headline, the Show Some Respect headline, with the um, O and W uh, replaced by poppies, or the O and S replaced by poppies. It says, does the Sun that war heroes are calling for pro-Palestinian demonstrations planned on Remembrance Weekend to be cancelled while the Metropolitan Police Chief is being urged to ensure that services are not hijacked. That's the sun. Show some respect. We'll come back to that. As the Daily Telegraph, same thing. Met Chief urged to ban Armistice Day protest. Same story. Okay, Mark Rowley, the Met Commissioner, under pressure, says the Telegraph, to ban a march planned for Armistice Day, which is next Saturday. Uh, Rowley has been warned by some of his own officers that protesters could clash with veterans commemorating Remembrance Weekend. Uh, Takeaway culture puts those in 50s at greatest risk of high cholesterol. That's another story on the front page of the Telegraph. It speaks for itself, basically. Takeaway culture. Isn't it so easy? Isn't it so easy to use one of those apps like Just Eat? You're sitting there of a Saturday or a Sunday or a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And you're watching the telly or Netflix. Uh, will we cook? Uh, sure. Uh, grab the app and you grab the app and you download. Well, no, you don't download. You, you, you order a takeaway. And it's mostly processed crap. And apparently, according to the Telegraph, people in their 50s are at greatest risk. I can rest easy as I'm 48 to have a few more years of takeaways before they start to really impact on my health. I'm not that stupid. Don't worry about it. Uh, the Metro hands off Cenotaph. Same again. Same again. Calls for the pro-Palestinian marches to be banned next weekend. Ahead of the remembrances and all of that. As The Guardian goes with Israeli strikes on Gaza intensify as violence on Lebanon border flares. Yes. Um, it says, <coughs> excuse me, the Israeli Defence Forces, according to The Guardian, have indicated that troops are planning to enter Gaza City itself within the next two days. Uh, as many as 10,000, maybe more, Palestinian men, women and children are now dead. As many as 5,000 children have been blown to pieces by Israel's Defence Force. And I'm sure this is going to come up on the programme later on, the Richie Allen Show. The Times... The front page, Israel steps up assault on Hamas, is the headline. Um, I don't need to get too much more into that. I've already said it. The eye paper, UK's National Security Council, not prepared for heightened terror threat. What's this all about? Well, because of the Gaza uh, situation, the eye newspaper is claiming that the National Security Council 
isn't prepared for what it, it says is a heightened terror threat. A, 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 basically, what's happening in Gaza is, is, is leading to security issues here in the UK. The paper says five serving and ex-intelligence sources say under-resourcing and disruption caused by the repeated changes of Prime Minister over the past year has left it reactionary to threats it should be prepared for. More scaremongering. Be afraid, be very afraid. The Daily Mirror, saving lives in hell. It has a photograph of two men, uh, two young-looking men, treating a baby at a hospital in Gaza. It's um, a British surgeon who's been trapped in Gaza, saving lives in hell. He praises the selfless courage of medics trying to help people amid the horrors of war. As the Daily Mail uh, headline is, front page, pressure on Tories over serial rapist MP cover up. So this is following up on the Sunday edition of the Mail. Okay, the paper says Rishi Sunak is under mounting pressure to investigate claims about an MP and the Deputy Prime Minister Oliver Dowden, a former party chairman, did not deny allegations the Conservative Party may have secretly funded medical treatment for a woman who told officials she had been raped by this MP as yet unnamed. That's the Mail today, the Daily Mail. The Financial Times, Sunak to unveil bill for new licences to drill more north. Sea, oil and gas, that's self-explanatory. And the Daily Express goes with Brexit trade freedom boost for UK economy. Basically, Business Secretary Kemi Badenoch has blasted the Brexit doom mongers following a report by the free market think tank, the Institute for Economic Affairs. It says, the report says, UK goods exports rose by 13.5% to EU countries and 14.3% to non-EU countries. And finally, the Daily Star, here we blow again. Uh, it, the Daily Star was warning Britain that a storm bringing 70 mile per hour winds and torrential downpours is on the way. A weather story adorning the front page of the Daily Star. Okay, let's have a look at one or two of the stories inside the papers. Then this is the papers with me, Richie Allen, from Monday the 6th of November 2023. Let's go with the front page of the Telegraph. Met Police Chief urged to to ban pro-Palestinian armistice day protests. So I'll read a little bit of this. The Metropolitan Police Commissioner is under pressure to ban a pro-Palestinian march planned for Armistice Day. Mark Rowley is facing growing calls to cancel Saturday's rally amid fears that the protest will turn violent. Oliver Dowden, the Deputy Prime Minister, expressed grave concerns over the planned demonstration with senior Tories also demanding the march be cancelled. It came as Mark Rowley was warned by his force's own rank-and-file officers that pro-Palestinian protesters may clash with veterans commemorating the Remembrance Weekend. More than 70,000 protesters are expected in the capital this Saturday in the latest round of controversial pro-Palestinian rallies at which four police officers were attacked with fireworks over the weekend. Yes. And we've, we've been hearing a lot about this at the weekend. The, the Home Secretary is a woman called Suella Braverman. And she is labelled the pro-Palestinian rallies as hate marches. And as labelled those in attendance, we're talking about hundreds of thousands of people around the country as hate marchers. 
It's extraordinary. I tweeted out about this last night. It's really arrived now. Thought policing has arrived now where the government can tell people or the government feels it can say to people, you don't mean what you say you mean. You mean what we say you mean. And when you come out to stand up for the people of Gaza, you really mean you hate Jews, which is bullshit. Okay, and remember, not a single Jewish man or woman has been attacked physically in this country since October 7th when Hamas entered Israel and attacked in southern Israel and killed, no doubt, men, women and children. It's terribly wrong. Nobody, certainly not me, I can't speak for anybody else, uh, condones it or ever attempted to condone it. I've spent the last few weeks talking about the response and the history of the conflict, so I won't get into it here. But that's what they're saying. They're saying these marches are anti-Jewish marches, which they're not, of course. And of course, the papers, and of course, Suella Braverman, the wretched bastard that she is, they know that thousands of Jewish people, thousands, you know, and you think there are less than 300,000 Jews in this country. So thousands is an enormous number of Jewish people come out and say not in our name. It's very important to know that. This is going to gather pace this week. The attempt to ban the pro-Palestinian march this coming weekend. It's going to get nasty and ugly as the week goes on. The Times then has a very interesting editorial. It's The Times says, it's the paper's editorial today. And the headline is, Blame Game. The COVID-19 inquiries focus on personalities means that vital lessons from the pandemic may be obscured. This is important, right? And it says, I'm going to scroll down to the end of it, because the lawyers are schooled in an adversarial system, public inquiries invariably become retrospective exercises in apportioning blame, rather as an opportunities for improving future policy making. There were symptoms of this malaise in last week's hearings of the COVID-19 inquiry, as Black Comedy says the, t- says the Times, it was first class. A stream of witnesses and expletive-laden WhatsApps chronicling the Whitehall farce as it was Boris Johnson's number 10 early in the pandemic. Or, rather, it would have been funny had the issue in question not been the survival of hundreds of thousands of people. Like a latter-day Jarndyce versus Jarndyce, the inquiry is due to grind on into 2026 and possibly beyond. Its vast scope encompassing aspects as diverse as national resilience, the impact on business and health inequalities ensures a healthy lifespan. Yes, it's going to go on forever. The Times says, created by lawyers for lawyers, it appears to be concentrating on everything except that which really matters. What did and didn't work during the pandemic and how the country can better prepare itself for a similar crisis in the, fu- in the future. And that's the whole point of it. It is a whitewash. It will not tackle the question that we know the answer to. And that is, did lockdowns work? Were lockdowns appropriate? The answer is no and no. And they're not going to get into that. We, we know this, don't we? And this is being, this is being lamented by academics like Carl Hennigan and others. They are lamenting this on radio stations like Talk Radio. They're saying it's terrible. They're focusing on the bad language and the chaos and the idiocy and people calling each other names and all of that. Well, they're not asking the questions, why did we do what we did? And did it work? And should we make sure it never happens again? 
Speaking of health, there is a health story in The Guardian of interest to me. Imagine you were... Imagine you were a dystopian... Imagine you were an authoritarian government. Or imagine you were a society lurching towards authoritarianism, which we are, of course, here in the UK. And Ireland, of course, as well in Ireland. Um, one of the things you'd love to do is to build a DNA profile of the entire the entirety of your populace, your population, wouldn't you? Listen to this. The Guardian. Tampon the tests for STIs created by British startup. So a tampon then, which as well as keeping a woman neat and tidy during her menstrual cycle, okay, giving her confidence during her menstrual cycle, they've invented one now that will test for sexually transmitted infections. You see, you could you could have I could have been forgiven, you could be forgiven for imagining that there is some sort of epidemic of sexual transmitted, sexually transmitted infections amongst women and young women. Well, there isn't. There isn't, of course. There isn't. Because young people are having far less sex than we did when we were young. And I should say, I can't really speak for myself there because I had very little sex when I was in my late teens and early 20s. I didn't have much sex. Not for the want of trying now. But uh, I didn't have too many takers, you know. Anyway, I'm not being modest either. I didn't have many takers. Uh, Billy Nomates I was. Anyway... So, they're having less sex these days. Less of it. Because there are, this generation has, they, they reckon they, who's they? Well, people who observe people. Anthropologists. They reckon that this generation of 18 to 30 year olds are the most risk averse ever. Right? We've read articles about this. We've talked about it on the Richie Allen Show. Risk averse. Now, some of these risk aversions are good. They're less likely to smoke cigarettes. That's good. Cigarettes are shit, right? Never touched them myself, ever. But, um, you know, getting out there, travelling, doing the year off, running around Asia, um, having sex with strangers, uh, I don't know. The things we used to do, they're not doing them. So there isn't a proliferation of women with sexually transmitted infections. So why invent a tampon that will tell women if they have an STI? See, what happens is you wear this tampon, right? This is from a, a gynecological, a gynecological, a gynecological, gynecological health startup called Day, D-A-Y-E. And it's launched this STI diagnostic tampon, which uses, wait for it, wait for it, a PCR test. A PCR test to check for chlamydia, gonorrhea, mycoplasma, and other diseases which I can't pronounce. I just can't, right? Tri- trichomonas, that's the one. Trichomonas. So you wear the tampon, lady does, obviously, time of the month, and then she sends it off. She sends it off. And they get back to you within a couple of days and tell you whether you have an STI or not. As I said already, it bears repeating, there is no epidemic of STIs amongst women. Women are more risk-averse. They're not having as much sex. So what's really going on here? I don't know. I can't say this for a fact because I don't know. But you could argue, maybe, gathering DNA profiles. Maybe. Maybe. And speaking of tests, The Sun, Big C Breakthrough Killer Brain Tumours could soon be detected using COVID-style tests at home. Killer brain tumours. 
Yes, it's another test. A do-it-yourself kit where you prick yourself on the finger and you send it away and they get back to you and they tell you whether you have brain cancer or not. Yeah. Fantastic. It's great. It'll relieve the burden on the NHS by reducing the need for MRI scans. Yeah. And you're just giving your blood and, and they'll file it somewhere. You just have to wonder, don't you? The Telegraph. Here's a story about cashless. NatWest AI chatbot to provide human interaction amid mass branch closures. Wow. NatWest says the Telegraph will launch an artificial intelligence chatbot to 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 offer more human interaction to customers because NatWest is closing hundreds and hundreds of bank branches which scares the piss out of older people and I totally understand why because older people like to be able to pop into the bank and know what they're doing and have a chat with somebody behind the counter and have the cash in their hand and pay this and pay that and how much have I got there now? Lovely. Well, I'll take 20 quid, please, because the grandkids are coming over and all of that. But no, they're closing the branches. And the chatbot will be known as Cora Plus. And Cora Plus will be able to explain details about products and services to customers in a conversational style. Isn't it wonderful? No, it isn't. It's dystopian in the extreme. That's the Telegraph. Close the bank branches. As the Daily Mail, then let's look at a story inside the Daily Mail. Uh, stop telling children they can be born in the wrong body and end the demonstrable attack on biological reality by the trans lobby. That's actually a headline. Stop telling kids they can be born in the wrong body and end the demonstrable attack on biological reality by trans lobby. So politicians, campaigners, famous names have um, coalesced. They have coalesced. They formed a coalition and they are demanding that children must not be taught any longer that they could possibly have been born in the wrong body. More than 80 pressure groups and public figures have come together to call for an end to the spread of gender ideology across society. They say the NHS and private doctors must never prescribe drugs to stop young people going through puberty and schools should never allow pupils to socially transition by letting them change names, pronouns and uniforms. Their declaration for biological reality also seeks to strengthen women's rights by protecting single-sex spaces like toilets, hospital wards and banning transgender athletes from female sports. Yes, yes, says we. They're also calling for public bodies like the, like the police and the NHS to stop displaying ideological symbols such as the rainbow flag. Do we know any of these signatories, do we? Yes, we do. MPs Mark Jenkinson, Nick Fletcher and Neil Hanvey, Baroness Fox of Buckley, Olympic athletes Sharon Davies and Mara Yamauchi, plus comedy writer Graham Linehan and the pioneering headmistress Catherine Burble Singh. Yes. Stop telling kids they could be born in the wrong body because it's a load of old bollocks, isn't it? Yeah. So those are, at least for Monday anyway, the more interesting stories I came across uh, today. I was looking at the BBC News website recording this. By the way, I'm recording this. It's just after nine o'clock in the morning, UK time. I'll always tell you that because things move quickly in the world of news. 
And you might say, why didn't Richie talk about that? The answer is, I didn't know. I didn't know, you know, things happen, yeah. Anything on the BBC website? Um, Health staff win COVID bonus after legal action threat. The government has agreed to fund a one-off bonus for health workers who missed out previously because they worked for non-NHS organisations. A payment of at least £1,655 was agreed as part of the NHS pay deal in England this year to recognise the pressure of the COVID pandemic on staff. What a crock! Hospitals were empty. I live across the street from one of the biggest hospitals in the country. And I know three people who work there, four, three medical staff and one person who works there in maintenance. Nothing was going on throughout 2020. Oh, it maddens me. So it does. And what else have I got for you? Not really. Barbara Streisand has been saying that she hasn't had much fun in her life. You see, money, fame, talent, success isn't everything. Uh, the BBC News page, widespread coverage of what's happening in Gaza as well. And a bit of coverage of Bonfire Night apparently up and down at the UK yesterday. There were running battles with the police. Young people were pissed off and they were throwing fireworks at the police, which of course they shouldn't do. Of course they shouldn't do. Um, ever, right? Most policemen and women, most of them, mean well, I think. I think they get into it for the right reasons. They're not bad people. Um, so give them a break, you know. Uh, right, that's it for the papers today. I've been Richie Allen. Monday morning. Have a good Monday. And if you can, if you're around, uh, drop in on me at five o'clock this afternoon for the Richie Allen show, which is always good value, he says. <laughs> Giving himself flowers. Sending himself flowers. Have a great day. Speak at five. Until then... <laughs>